Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product you discovered. So one of every pageant girl's least favorite things has to be panty lines. So the product that I've discovered this week is the seamless thong. It's called Second Skin, and it is a low-rise piece of underwear, and it is seamless. So it hugs your figure perfectly without creating those unsightly bumps um, underneath your clothing, especially the thinnest, tightest clothing, because we pageant girls, we like to show, up our, show off our beautiful fitness or swimsuit bodies that we've worked so hard to achieve. So this will not detract from anything. Now, do these come in a variety of different colors because sometimes certain colors will show through the fabrics? Yes. Nude is an anomaly. I hate when people use the term nude. Um, So this comes in a variety of colors um, and they have great names, which is my favorite thing about them from marshmallow to almond joy to cocoa, Irish cream. I mean, such a variety. So you can see the swatches and they come in small, medium and large. Awesome. Now, is there anything unique about this particular like fabric that they use or the colors or anything like that that the girls should know about? So first, the fact that the colors are so, uh, there's such a variety of colors, it can really fit any complexion. So that's the first thing that makes it stand out. So it really will be invisible under your clothing. And the second, because it is seamless, it lays flat. There is not that um, heavy extra fabric on any particular part of this undergarment. So it will lay directly flat against the skin. And is there any outfit that you can think of that these should not be worn with, like, you know, leggings or something of that nature? Oh, my gosh. These are probably the perfect undergarments for any outfit. I mean, like I said, from evening gown where you just need it to lay perfectly flat and you have a high slit and you want that security, they're perfect for that. For opening number, they're perfect for that. Even for fitted suits for interview, oh my gosh, a light colored suit, you never want your undergarments to show through. So this is really the perfect solution. Now it's, it's been about, um, 34 years since I've bought a thong, meaning I've never bought one. So (laughs) are these, are these kind of easy to find? Is it, um, something that's tailored just for pageant girls? I mean, I wouldn't say they're necessarily easy to find. It's not the first product of its kind, but this particular version that we have at thepageantplanet.com at our shop, shop shop.thepageantplanet.com, it's exclusively thought about and considered and tried and true for pageant girls specifically. Awesome. Now, how much is this? Is there shipping? You said they can get it on the shop. I didn't know that we sold thongs, so I'm kind of shocked. Um, Yeah, what's the cost of this? We have it all, Stephen. I don't know how you didn't think of this first, um, but the cost is seventeen ninety nine, super affordable. And the best part is there's always free shipping. Um, so get a few, honestly, stock up. These are my go-to for, like I said, any outfit. Um, so stock up. They're affordable. You have that free shipping. Get them in a variety of colors. So when you have your spray tan and you're a little bit darker or you're um, in the middle of the winter and you haven't seen the sun in six weeks. So get a variety of colors, get a variety. Um, so you always have them on hand. So great. All right, Jesse, thank you so much. Thanks, Steven. Welcome to the pageant planet podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, sponsored by the VIP membership, where you can get unlimited one-on-one Skype coaching calls for only $47 per month. To learn more about it, visit thepageantplanet.com and simply click 
VIP in the menu section. So today, I am super excited about today's call. We have on the phone Tracy Letourneau of That's My Dress Bridal and Prom. And they're actually like one of the largest individual full-service bridal prom and formal wear salons in central slash southwest West Virginia. So they are massive. Um, and at That's My Dress, they are totally just all about affordable luxury. They offer customers designer gowns at a price that are just extremely affordable. So here to share with us her wisdom and her experience in the, the fashion prom and pageant industry is Tracy. So Tracy, welcome to the call. Thank you. Hi, Steve. <laughs> so you have gowns in all price ranges, but um, I want to know, is it always better to go with the more expensive gown if you can afford it or should you just try to get the deals where you can? Um, Steve, it's not always about getting the most expensive gown. What the real goal for the girl is, is to get the gown that fits the best. Um, normally you want to look at something that has a great fabric. Lots of times more expensive gowns are made with better fabrics, but really the goal is, is to get the best fit. And that's what really uh, is what the client is searching for. Do you have certain designers that you feel have that better universal fit? Like the vast majority of the girls that wear this, it just fits them like a glove? Uh, Not exactly because um, girls can come in and they can wear a different size in each designer. But a lot of designers do tend to have a different silhouette. So depending on your body type, that will depend on how the actual garment's going to fit the gal. That makes sense. So that's why certain girls really connect with a particular designer because it's like their silhouette kind of matches what the designer's silhouette is. Correct. Correct. That's why sometimes girls get frustrated when they walk in and they'll try four different designers and they're wearing four different sizes. And then they're like, oh my God, I need to, you know, lose 10 pounds. And it's, it, that's not it. All the, all merchandise is cut differently according to the designer specifications. Now, can you explain to the girls why that is like, why there's no universal size chart? Um, it's because each designer has a vision of their own garments and how they tailor them and how they make them. So it's just going to fit based on, uh, the vision that they, they, they created. Yeah. It makes complete sense. And in addition to that, like a lot of them develop their styles over in, in China and there's nothing really it's universal over there. <laughs> right. I mean, Correct. they do their best to somewhat try to follow a pattern that the designer sets, but at the end of the day, it can sometimes be um, a slippery slope. Correct. Do you feel that when girls who are wearing more expensive gowns, that that can influence the scoring of judges during a pageant? No, not at all. Uh, when a judge scores a girl, they're looking at many factors. They want to see how does the gown look with your skin color? Um, how does it look with your hair color, your accessories, the stage lighting? Does the style of a dress fit your style? Uh, it's it's not about the price of the gown. It's about how does the girl wear the gown and does it make her feel and look confident? Now, there's something that I hear a lot, and especially girls who are competing in a system like America or USA where they're getting ready to age out, and they're like, okay, I'm going all in this year. I, I want this title. And so traditionally what they say is all in is I got to 
buy a more expensive gown. I got to hire the most expensive coach and, and they're just looking to shell out money. But what if a girl wants that expensive gown and she's just, for whatever the reason, not able to afford it? Do you feel in your experience that she can achieve the same look in a less expensive gown? Yes, and I know she can because um, I had a young lady come in the other day. Her name is Amber Hutchins. She just won Miss Woman Virginia 2016. Amber actually said to me that she had um, purchased her gowns that she won in competition from another girl. So they weren't uh, brand new and they weren't extremely expensive, but she looked fantastic in them. She owned the gown. She wore it. The judges loved it. And it had nothing to do with the cost of her gown. Now, to that point, how many times can a girl in your opinion, wear that competition gown before she should cash that in and purchase a new one? Well, you know what, Steve? I own a dress store, so I'm going to say it just one time. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but honestly, um, when a girl's competing, they want to be unforgettable. They want to be uh, memorable. And so when you do that and you wear a great gown, You may want to uh, buy another one because the first one is stuck in everyone's mind. So you may want to purchase a new one, but that's not always uh, the case. You don't always have to do that. Well, and I'll piggyback on what you said. What I've experienced is that a lot of girls, when they've worn it once, the newness, the freshness, the excitement over the gown wears off. And so if you've put that gown on and it just feels like, oh, okay, this is just a normal outfit then you've lost that passion for it. So when that happens, you do need to buy another one because if you're not feeling like the most beautiful woman on the planet when you're wearing in that dress, and if you don't feel super special and just like, oh my gosh, this crown needs to be mine, then they need to go visit That's My Dress and (laughs) find a new dress. Correct, because you know what? Sometimes you can't always capture the magic twice. Yeah, I love that. In your opinion, what's the biggest mistake you see girls doing when they are choosing a pageant gown? Um, listening to everyone else instead of listening to their own instincts. They need to trust their, themselves or they need to go with someone who uh, truly has their best interests in mind and has experience helping them. But when they come with an entourage, it's a big mistake. Do you feel like they should make the first few visits... Like- by themselves or just by themselves with one trusted advisor? What's your guidance on that? Um, I would suggest by themselves with one trusted advisor because what happens is um, they can focus more. They actually try on several things. They can narrow it down to things that really they like and then bring back your friends and let your friends chime in. But at the end of the day, they need to listen to their own instincts and to a trusted advisor. Do you suggest that they have a color in mind, a silhouette, a fabric, something like that when they come in? Or should they just say, I need a dress for XYZ pageant and trust your staff to help them help guide them? I think it's a little bit of both because what happens is in order to really get the magic, you have to listen to the girl. She knows what she likes and she's going to tell you that. Sometimes she doesn't know the silhouette that that will work correctly for her, and that's where our job our job comes in. Um, we, as professional stylists, have to listen to the client, 
then we can help them um, sometimes go out of their comfort zone by showing them different things that we know will look good on them. But at the end of the day, they have to be confident in it or they should never wear it. Designers, they release their different gowns at various times a year. Um, do you suggest, like, what portion or what time of year do you suggest for them to come into a store like yours to get kind of the most bang for their buck? I mean, the, the best time to come in and experience all the new newest designs that are out there. That's a tough question because, you know, they're changing designs all the time, but normally it's centered around markets. Uh, you know, we go to market in Atlanta in the fall and then we go to market in the spring. That's when we preview the upcoming collection. So I'd say a couple months after each market would work really well. Okay. And then for those that don't know, what, what are the two months where markets typically take place? They typically play, take place in September and then they also take place in the springtime. Okay, got it. Now, girls have a lot of questions regarding, especially the high school girls, like can a prom dress be worn also for the pageant? And what's your advice on that? Um, it depends on the level of competition that they're in because we know that a lot of designers like Tony Bowles and Giovanni and Jonathan Kane and Lane Berry a lot of their merchandise can cross over. So it truly depends on the level of competition. But when you start getting into pageant gowns, you get into a more sophisticated garment. And it just depends on the level of competition that they're in. Yeah, and it kind of goes back again to what we were saying earlier about how you feel in it. Like if you bought a prom dress and then you spent all night kind of partying in it and just having a great time and then you put it on again and you don't have that special feeling around it then yeah it's not going to translate well on stage no it won't yeah is there you 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 named a few designers right there but is there a specific type of pageant or prom gown that you find cross uh, crosses over better than others no, not really, because honestly, all the designers work very hard to, um, you know, provide a product that girls can actually use for, for sometimes for both occasions. So, no, there isn't one specific designer that I would say uh, does the best at crossing over, because I think they all do a great job. What about like a fabric or a silhouette, something more granular like that? Um. Uh, that's a tough one too because uh, most of them do design in different silhouettes so um that's that's a tough one also gotcha so it's kind of a case by case based on the girl and her body type yes it is okay well that should bring the girl's comfort um you know if you're having questions about it and genuinely if they are having questions about it they could take this into you since you're the expert and especially in that region because every region has their own little design flair but they could take it into you and your staff and you and your staff would shoot them straight like "Mm, no you you probably should look to another one or yeah that could work and then we'll look for you a new gown at state correct And, and it is correct on regions because even we have a store in Fredericksburg Virginia and we also have one here in Withville, Virginia, and they're only four hours away, but they're in two separate parts of, of, of the state. And I've seen uh, immediately that there are two different uh, um, tastes also. Girls in Fredericksburg don't always like the same things that girls in Southwest Virginia uh, like. It, it is kind of funny when you see that happen before you. 
Wow. And, and that's got to be a challenge for you, even buying inventory and trying to anticipate like what they're going to like. That's correct. Because now that we've been in Southwest Virginia for two months, I now know uh, that the girls here, they really love the two-piece for prom. You know, that's all they kept asking for. They love all the florals. Um, it, and, in, and in Fredericksburg, they like more of a sophisticated, sleek look. So it is interesting to see what happens in different parts of the country. Hmm. In your opinion, and this, I'm really just curious, what do you feel like drives that divider? Like, that's, that's a really good question because I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, the, in Southwest Virginia, it's more relaxed. Um, it's a different pace. I don't know. It just, it creates different tastes for people. Yeah, because I would just think that a lot of the trends are passed down by the different celebrities, whether it be a pageant celebrity or um, a Hollywood, etc., that that would drive most of the trends. But, I mean, based on what you're saying, it's very regionalized. So maybe it's the seniors at that high school, what they wore the previous year is what's driving the trend the following year. But I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. Now, in your opinion, do girls have a better chance of winning if they wear a safer color, say like white? Um, it's really funny because a lot of girls come in and they say white always wins. And I look at them and I smile because really it's not the color. Not everyone can wear white. It has to look right on their skin tone. It has to look right on stage. So it's not the color that's winning. It's the girl. And I'm always curious about that because... I've heard that too, but I wonder, like, does white always win or do just the vast majority of the girls wear white? So therefore the odds are in the favor that a white dress is going to win. Exactly. That's like a bookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a hundred up there and a hundred and two are wearing them. Guess what? One of them's going to win in white. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Now, speaking of just kind of styles and old traditions, are there certain styles that are out of date right now that people are just still trying to hold on to um, or even styles that you feel like are overly done? And if so, like what are those styles? Um, Some of the things that we see that are not so attractive is a lot of draping on a garment or too heavy of a fabric because when uh, a girl is wearing one of the dresses, she needs to be able to move and the dress needs to be able to flow with her and she needs to be able to look elegant. And when you have too much draping and too much heavy fabric, it's as if she's pulling a load behind her and that doesn't look attractive. Yeah. And it's almost like when they, um, when they're walking that they almost have to thrust their hips up like in order to get the tran or get all that fabric to keep coming with them. And that doesn't look very comfortable or pretty. Yeah. So so lots of really heavy fabric. What about colors or necklines or even fabrics? Um, it's funny. Uh, a lot of colors that, that we actually sold this year from both of our stores, a lot of royal blue, a lot of red, and some pale pinks. And then when it came to silhouettes, we were all over the board. Ball gowns to mermaids, fit and flare, A-lines. Honestly, we were all over the board. Yeah, so not so everything could still go as far as colors and as far as silhouettes. There's nothing that's slating towards outdated right now. Correct. Just don't wear too much fabric. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, so do you feel like there's going to be a major shift in the styles and the colors that we're going to be seeing on the pageant stage this summer? Um, I really don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, we saw on the red carpet where right now um, a lot of gorgeous pastels are in, glitter is in, gorgeous little handbags are in. And, um, you know, the fashion trends, they, we all try to follow each other and see what's going on. So I don't see a huge, huge shift. Hmm. What kind of dress do you anticipate seeing on, say, the Miss USA stage? It's funny. I knew, you know what, this is the question I think I dreaded the most because, honestly, uh, it's all about speculating what kind of dress do I think we're going to see. Um, I think we'll probably see more fit, more fitted garment and more of that Hollywood glam style that, that uh, is in at this moment. Now, because Olivia, the dress that she wore last year was ball gown, pink, and just no beading on it. I mean, do you feel like we'll follow that similar trend, or do you feel like it'll swing to the other side of the fence where girls will start to go more beaded? No, I think that that trend will still stay because you're seeing that trend right now on the red carpet where women are wearing uh, more elegant-looking clothing uh, with great stones on them, but it's not over the top anymore. Mm. Yep. Now, are there gowns that show up better on stage um, than up close? Meaning, if a girl was in your shop um, and she tried on a dress and she's like, you know, I'm not crazy about it, but you were to step in and say, I know you might not be crazy about it, but on stage, this thing is magic. Are there dresses like that? There are dresses like that, and it's funny that you say that because sometimes that's the hardest thing for um, a girl to see because she doesn't see how fabulous she really looks in a great silhouette. When you get a great silhouette, say, for instance, Lane Berry, Lane Berry makes some of the um, very, very gorgeous silhouettes, and when you put one of her gowns on and the lines of the dress, it's fabulous. And so sometimes they think just because they don't have a lot of bling, it's not going to work when sometimes that's not necessary. Yeah, love lane stuff. And I mean, girls can literally transform when they put on that dress. Correct. And they're going to pay for it, but it's the structuring and the, the richness of the color that just, it completely, it's like a Cinderella moment for these girls. Um, now, with that, is there a way that a girl can... Um, because they might not always be in a store where they have experts like yourself and, and the other people that work on your staff. So is there somewhat of a guideline that you can give the girls to follow so that if she's alone, maybe in another store in Idaho or something that's clear across country, that they can use a somewhat a guideline to say, oh, you know what, I really think this dress is going to be magic on stage? Well... Um, one thing I've learned, and I've learned this through my business partner, Valerie, Valerie Kettle, Valerie has taught me that it's always about the fit. Really, what is the most important part about dressing someone is getting the correct silhouette for their body. It has to fit them in the, the waistline right. It has to fit the length right. She has to walk and she has to basically float when she's walking. Um, when a girl is in another shop and there's no one there to really help her and correct her, she just needs to put that garment on, look in the mirror, make sure it hits the waist where it's supposed to, make sure the shoulders are where they're supposed to be. If all of that is fitting correctly, 
then that's, uh, that's, that's at least the first step into finding the right dress. Hmm. Now, are there types of gowns that just really take away from the girl? Yes, if she puts on the wrong silhouette. If you get a very petite, small girl and she comes in and she's dying to have a ball gown and look like, you know, gone with the wind, um, it doesn't work. So sometimes what her vision of what works and what really works for her body type, that's when the story comes comes through because she has to have the right fit. I, there's some clothes, even me as a guy, I mean, I'll go into the store, I'll see it on the mannequin and I'm like, oh. I love that shirt. I love those pants. I love that outfit. But then I put it on and I still like it, but it just, something seems off about it. Do do you have guidelines with girls that maybe they see the dress on the mannequin, they see the dress on another girl and they try it and they even want to buy it. um, But you just know it's not the right dress for them. So how do you gently guide them to say, no, this is probably not the best one for you. Try this one over there. Well, it's funny because, you know, we also do bridal. And we've we've seen this with our brides before. And that's a very tricky spot for a stylist to be in because if the person really loves it, they may pull it off really well. But when you look at it, you know it's the wrong dress for their body type. That's a very, very fine line to walk because I actually did one time let a bride know that that wasn't the best dress for her. And she wasn't too happy with me about it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a tough one. You're just going to have to gauge the person in front of you and whether they're open to hearing um, the truth or not. Yeah. And what kind of mindset? Because pageant girls, when they're shopping for this gown, it's a very similar experience as shopping for the bridal gown. Yes, it, it is. And with pageant girls... What's helpful is she wants to win the competition. I mean, really, that's why she's in the pageant. She's there to win. So when we have this occur, um, we basically say, you know, we know you like this, but if you really want to win, we don't feel that that's the best dress for you. Why don't you let us pick out something we feel would be great for your body, for your silhouette, for your shape, and try it on. It doesn't cost you a thing to try it on. And if you don't like it, we hang it right back up. But nine times out of ten, they do like what, what's been pulled for them. And it just makes sense because your staff is playing in these dresses and seeing girls of all different types of body, body types and shapes and hair colors and all that try on these dresses. So it just makes sense. I mean, it's going to cost you five minutes of your life. Just put on this other dress and just see. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, what do you recommend that girls have on hand in case like there's an emergency backstage? Do you have somewhat of a go-to kit i would we well what we recommend is always have a second pair of shoes because you just never know Mm. and then it's good to have safety pins uh things of that nature because uh you know sewing sewing in a hurry is never a good idea (laughs) so yeah so safety pins second pair of shoes that's that's what i would recommend you might not ever get out of that dress because you might sew yourself into it not, not it, is, it has happened. <laughs> um, and then uh, should skin co- tone be considered when uh, wearing your evening gown? Absolutely. It goes right back to that question, you know, can everyone wear white? And the answer is no. It depends on your skin tone. So, yes, that has to come into play when you decide to choose a gown. Because you don't want to look washed out. Take a, a, 
take a girl who's very pale and very blonde. Um, there's colors she just doesn't look great in. So it's an important factor. So could you give us some colors that girls should stay away from if they do have really fair skin? Um, it depends on the person in front of us, to be honest with you, uh, because I would put them in some different colors and we'd look at it. And if it didn't match with her hair color and her skin color, um, it's not, it's not always cut and dry. It's more of the individual person in front of us. Mm. And then probably also the fabric too, because the fabric will make a certain color show up a different way. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and then I, this might be your same answer, but I mean, regarding hair color, I, I get that this sometime. It's like, oh, my hair color is X. Can I wear this color of dress? Does that matter? Yes, it does matter because sometimes uh, you don't want the dress and the hair color to clash because it's just not attractive. Mm. Now, so it matters. Could you give us some examples for, let's say, a girl that has red hair? Um, what style, what colors should she stay away from? Just as a blanket statement. Well, you don't you don't always want to put a redhead in in a red you know a fire engine red dress. Mm. That doesn't always look the greatest. Mm-hmm. And what about a girl with brown hair? Could she is any color good for her? Um. It depends on the color of brown because you know what? When you go into the salon, they can dye your hair mocha brown. They can dye your hair purple brown. They can dye your hair. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a a gazillion different hues of brown. So it just depends on the hue. So long story short or short story long, however you want to look at it, it's a case-by-case basis (laughs) that you're just going to have to go into That's My Dress and try on a bunch of different things, trust their consultants, and see what color works best for you. Now we're talking. (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) All right. Okay, so now what about like silhouettes and fabrics? Is there a certain silhouette and or a certain fabric that you would suggest if girls are trying to minimize their hips? Yes. When girls come in and they're trying to minimize their hips, believe it or not, we like to put them in a fit and flare kind of gown because that actually accentuates their curves and makes their shape look really pretty. Interesting. Now, is there a certain um, fabric that accompanies that or a fabric that you would suggest? Um, no, because there, there's all kinds of different, uh, you know, different fabrics out there that, that work you know, nicely with that. Okay. Now, what about if a girl wants to add height? Um, maybe she's a short girl trying to compete in USA and she wants to try to add some height. Is there a certain cut silhouette that could help her do that? There are. She could wear a V neckline and it'll lengthen, it'll lengthen her torso or she can wear a dress with a dropped waist and that'll lengthen the torso and draw the eyes downward or she can wear what we call um, a column of color. And that column um, marks where your torso ends and where your legs begin. And then um, she can also wear an empire cut waist. So all of these are great um, different really silhouettes to help lengthen someone. Yeah, I love the empire waist. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty. <laughs> what about for the girl that is not organically curvy? What, what do you put her in if she wants to try to give the illusion that she has more curves than what she does? Well, it's funny that you say that because during our prom season, we had quite a few young ladies come in and they were very willowy figure, very, very tall, very slender. 
And so what we put them in is called a mermaid style. And it, it's funny because they're like, oh, I don't think I'd look good in that. And we're like, just try it. But we put them in the mermaid style, and it looks very beautiful on a willowy girl because it gives her some curves. Yeah. Do you find that more girls now are wanting curves than maybe the years past? Yes. I think they're starting to love their curves, and that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like with Kim Kardashian and a lot of the other celebrities, they're a lot more voluptuous. Wait, was it voluptuous? Voluptuous. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> I was way off. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what's in the media. So, I mean, it, it's really guiding the hand of what the girls want and the, the style that they want to exude. So. Right, awesome. and I think it's a great thing because, you know, beauty comes in all sizes. It's just not size zero. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a lot of girls, when they come on, when they come in and they try on their dress and then they find it, they're not necessarily like makeup slash tan ready. You know, they're just coming in after school, et cetera. Do sure. You, do you, how important is it that the girl actually has her spray tan on or she's as dark as she's going to be for competition and she has her hair and makeup on? How important is that when she's making the final decision on her dress? I don't know, because you know what? I see it both ways. I see girls come in and they're they're decked out as if that's what they're gonna look like, you know, when they compete. And we see girls come in and, you know, they're they're just, you know, in their everyday wear. So um I don't think it's all that important because as the stylist I can visualize what she's gonna look like with it all put together. Yep, completely. Yeah. Now as a business owner in the woman responsible for your staff and, you know, fitting these dresses. Can you give us maybe like two or three pet peeves that girls come in doing that's unintentional? They don't know, but you just hear it day in and day out and you say, oh, you know what? You're asking for this or you're doing that and you just don't understand the way that our business works or you don't understand like that's offers no value to helping you find your dream dress, like different things like that. So girls can, so we can educate the girls to make one, your life easier and to make their shopping experience more fruitful. Um, most of the time, what I see is the girls, uh, under underestimate the time it takes to actually get them the gown that they want. The designers, the lead times with the manufacturers, they can be four months, they can be five months. And sometimes they come in and they want something extremely fast and that's the, that's the world we live in today. And it doesn't always work that way. So my, my suggestion would be, you know, try to plan ahead. Give yourself enough time to find the right gown for you. Come in with the undergarments that you're going to use and the shoes that you're going to walk in because it's important. So uh, that's what we see happen on a daily basis. And, you know, that, if, if girls would prepare themselves for uh, expecting uh, a little longer lead time than what they normally would have, and um, coming in prepared would be great. That's awesome. And you've given so many really valuable tips. And the girl on the other end might say, wow, I'm really encouraged. A little bit overwhelmed <laughs> because of the knowledge. If you could sum it all up into maybe one or two really practical tips that would help girls have a, um, a successful shopping experience where they could find their dream dress, what would those one or two tips be? Shop with an open mind because if you're out there and you're uh, consulting with a stylist, shop with an open mind because sometimes they might come up with something you never, ever thought of. And follow your instincts because at the end of the day, 
She's the one that's walking down uh, the aisle. She's the one that is on the runway, and she has to feel confident in what she has on. So um, come with an open mind, but actually use your instincts because she knows what she likes. Mm. Now, Tracy, I know that they can find That's My Dress Bridal and Prom on the pageant planet by going find retailers or just thumbing through the different galleries and clicking on the images that they like. But what is your specific URL for these girls? And then also, what are the social media channels where you're most active? Because I know they're going to want to follow you and and probably even harass you with a few questions. Sure, no problem. We're at that'smydressbridalandprom.com. We have a very nice Facebook following. We have a very uh, heavy Google Plus following. But we're, we're on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Google+, Pinterest, you name it, we're out there. They can find us. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you again so much for your valuable wisdom. I know I've learned a lot. I know the other girls have learned a lot, and you are just the bomb.com. Everybody go to That's My Dress Bridal and Prom, located in Virginia, two separate locations. And uh, until next time. Thank you, Steve. It was a great time. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.